Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Wow, what a strange world it's been. Here we are, 2020 is almost over, we're entering the holiday season, and if you look back over the year, boy, we went through some challenges. Um, Not only right now are we experiencing a lot of interesting political stuff here in the United States, which I'm obviously not going to get into, but all of us have experienced the global pandemic, and that has had a really profound effect uh, on filmmakers, those of you that want to get your stories out in the world. And one of the ways that filmmakers get their stories into the world is by attending film markets. One of the most popular film markets in the United States is the American film market. Uh, It takes place once a year in Santa Monica, California. It's a place where buyers and sellers and motion pictures get together to make deals. But on top of that, they have a lot of really interesting programs for independent filmmakers. And even if you don't have a film that's fully finished and ready for the marketplace, it's a good place to go to meet people, to build relationships and you know, that's how this stuff works. This year, uh, we had to do things a little bit differently. AFM went virtual, and I wanted to give you some perspective. Tom Malloy, uh, you probably know him if, if you're a member over at filmmakingstuffhq.com. It's where we have a membership uh, site with a whole bunch of training videos and, and a community, but Filmmaking Stuff HQ. Um, Tom Malloy, in addition to all the trainings that he's put together over there, he also, outside of what we do here at Filmmaking Stuff and Filmmaking Stuff HQ, Tom is the president of an international sales and distribution company. And this year he attended AFM virtually. So I've asked Tom to come in and just give us a lay of the land and give us some advice on how uh, he thinks that filmmakers can navigate and thrive in this new world of virtual uh, film market. So without further ado, here's Tom Malloy. Thank you, Jason. And I'll say that one of the things I miss most about AFM is is seeing all my friends. I know we just saw each other a week and a half ago. I'm in New York right now and you're in Los Angeles, but um, it was always such a great thing to go to AFM and walk the halls and see friends. And how many times did we pass each other in the halls? And (laughs) both of the times, you know, most of the times we were running to the next meeting or wherever we were going, or I was running back up to my office Whatever that was, um, I miss all that stuff. I had a buyer tell me the other day that he misses the smell of the Lowe's Hotel, which is truly something that I agree with. I mean, it said there's some kind of special smell in that hotel that goes on during AFM. So it's a, there's a sense memory thing there. But um, So anyway, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Um, I will give my notes as far as AFM goes. So if you allow me to go on a tangent here for a little bit. The virtual AFM 2020, and there, I mean, now this is the, I guess, fourth virtual market that I've done. So virtual can was the first, and that was truly, uh, you know, the first time there was a virtual market. And then uh, we did MIPCOM, and then we did, oh, we did, there's another one, there's five actually, I'm sorry, that, that, let me back up and say it was can, then it was FilmArt, um, then it was MIPCOM, then it was TIFF. And now it's AFM. And so there's, this is because it's becoming old hat for me to do these virtual markets. But each time there's a new set of challenges and changes and, and all that. And now I will tell you that for the week of AFM, 
I think at the end we're going to have 68 or 69 zooms under our belt. And um, I think the record is 72 for us in one week, which was with Can. But Can might have been a day or so longer. I'll have to remember because this is only five days. So this feels more intense. Can, this still holds the record for me. We did 19 zooms in a single day. And if you figure every zoom is scheduled for about a half hour, that was almost 10 straight hours of zooms on uh, the first day. But I mean, we're close on this one. We were doing 17, 18 per day so far. And um, there, it did have some interesting changes and challenges. One of them being the time change actually causing an issue. You know, I never would have thought of that. But because in AFMs of the past, obviously we were in Santa Monica. And so everybody was automatically on PST and Pacific time. And it didn't matter that the time changed because that's what the time just was at that point. When you book meetings, which, you know, just for anybody that's listening should know, we book meetings at least a month before at least. I mean, really a month and a half, we start doing mailings out to book meetings, um, which I want to make a reference to in a minute. But let me just say that so a month and a half out. So we were booking them pre-time change. Then the time change comes, you know, a week, a week and a half ago. And that messes up some of the meeting times because there's some countries that don't do the daylight savings time. So that was an interesting like, oh, wow, never expected to have to deal with this. And so that was just um, one aspect. And by the way, the reason I said I want to get back to something is that filmmakers and it's this has been the way it's been. It has nothing to do with 2020 or the pandemic or anything or even the virtual markets um, when there was normal markets and whatever. And obviously this year as well, filmmakers would email me up to or even call me up to even three, four days before the market and say, great, hey, is there time for you to to rep our film at AFM? You know, three, four days before. And it's like, are you nuts? Like we're doing these. We've One, we've already been setting the meetings for a month, month and a half before. Two, so meaning when we did this, um, we had to have all that, that artwork and the trailers and stuff. So two, we those materials were also sent to the buyers before. So now we're trying to pre kind of condition these buyers to know what our movies are. Um, we have to set all these up in the case of AFM. They had the virtual booth. So we had it all in the virtual booth. So it, it really isn't feasible to look at a, you know, a week before or two weeks before and say, well, AFM, you know, it's in November. So I'll start reaching out to sales agent friends end of October. That's a mistake and it'll never work. So Anyway, just something to keep in mind that sales agents and distributors need lead time if they're going to sell your movie. So for those of you who just had never heard a podcast about markets before, and again, I don't want to go on too long and just drone on here. Sorry, Jason. But uh, markets, you know, are where you're going to to meet buyers for your films if you're a sales agent or distributor. Now, I own a sales company. So uh, and myself and Rob and Michelle are the three salespeople in the company that I started five years ago. And so there were the three sales. So all of our meetings are sales meetings. And so when I said those meetings, that, that wasn't our total meetings. That was just our buyer meetings. And what I say, 68 or so? I have to count because uh, there was one or two cancellations and, and some people that didn't uh, you know, get the time change issue right. And you know, it's funny is that there's still a day... And tomorrow we don't have as many, maybe seven or eight, and we'll probably pick up some. So we might break our can record of 72 uh, by tomorrow. But anyway, 
Um, I did just want to say that. So what we do is we are taking meetings with buyers from different countries and U.S., you know, all over the world. And we have those films in place in our catalog and we're trying to pitch them. Buyer comes in to the booth. Um, it normally in the markets in this, it's they jump onto the Zoom call and, you know, we usually talk 10 minutes about COVID and, uh, and everything else going on in the world. And then we ask what's going on with their company and what they're looking for. And they say, we want action and we want genre and we want, you know, family films. And they tell you what they want. And then we say, what great, we got this, this is, and then we just, you know, on the sales side, we go into a pitch. Every film we pitch, we love, you know, the, we have those pitches down and we have to be passionate about it. And then they say, great, you know, and then we try to do a deal or they, they uh, ask for the screener. Now, then the reason we had been emailing people before is sometimes they come into those meetings having already seen the, the movies and um, then it's just talk and deal. So anyway, so that's how it works. Uh, now, I, we have two other employees, uh, David Lawrence, who's uh, the head of acquisitions and Michael Tapia, who's the head of television that are taking other meetings. You know, David's really taking the filmmaker meeting. So if you're a filmmaker, that's the person you want to make the meeting with is the acquisitions person. And just the way the market works is that it's front-loaded AFM. The first couple days are buyers only. And then towards the end of the market, the kind of back half is when it's for filmmakers coming in pitch distributors. But funny enough, there was a, a mistake, I guess, as far as the booth went it would give our total booking link. We have a booking link that we use, a special software that we use to book meetings with us. And it was very clear, if you clicked on that, here is the sales meetings and here's the filmmaker meetings. And we had about, just because it was on this virtual booking page, this is a new thing we never had to deal with. But basically, um, the, the people were just going on there and they weren't reading that it was for sales and they were booking with us. And we'd see instead of a buyer that we knew, it would be, you know, John Smith from Apple Computer Productions, you know, and it was like, oh no, this is definitely, and so I'd email him and I'd say, hey, listen, I think you're a filmmaker, which is great, but you need to be talking to David because that that's not my job, obviously, but I mean, I'm the president of the company, but still, it's not my job to take pictures and films. And at the same time, you're, you're, you're taking up time to, that could be used for us to be pitching buyers, basically. Um, so that's, uh, that's the, the way it works, you know, when, and so understand that, that if you have people that are out there selling and, um, they're, they're, they're dealing with buyers and the, the funny way that it works when it's an actual real market is that the buyers have green badges at AFM. And so they walk in, if, if there's a filmmaker that happens to sneak by and, uh, you know, and David's out, I'll still, Hey, let me pitch me your film. Great. We're always friendly with everybody. We'd like to hear the pitches. But the second I see somebody with a green badge walk in, I will literally be like, hang on, let me time out right there. Uh, you got to take it. You know, we got to come back and talk to David at some point because we got to take this buyer. And again, there's, I feel there's nothing wrong with that because that's what, you know, we're doing, we're selling. And that's, that's how we're one making our money. And two, that's how we're repping the films that we've already done deals with. Films that have decided to sign with us. So it's like the buyers are the important part for us. So just FYI, that's how it works. Um, well, what else can I tell you about the virtual aspect of it? Um, everybody seems to be doing stuff on Zoom. I'll say that there were some markets like NatP. I don't want to single things out, but I'm going to. NatP and even MIPCOM to some extent wanted to charge extreme fees for their virtual booths. And then uh, they try to use their own kind of platforms. Whatever their own platform is, it's never going to be as robust as Zoom, which is kind of a worldwide platform now. 
and their virtual booth, we we really don't. I got to be honest, we don't really interact with it. For AFM, there's some buyers that have looked at it, but mostly filmmakers are looking at it. But again, they could use Sinando, which is kind of the industry standard, C-I-N-A-N-D-O.com, and look at the movies on there. And some some buyers just, and I'd say more buyers will, will look at that than they're looking at the AFM page. So there was a cost to us to do AFM, but it was reasonable. And, it, and AFM was smart enough to make it reasonable for exhibitors that it wasn't ridiculously priced. Um, I believe it was like $500 or so. And that, that's great because that's doable and we'll get some value out of that page. But the other ones that I meant singled out there, I mean, they were talking about 9,000 and I mean euros, you know, uh, anywhere from five to 9,000. I don't know the exact prices off the top of my head, but it was like, are you nuts? Like to do something virtual, like that's comparable to what we pay for the actual booths at these places. And I think it was an attempt by those places to kind of not, I don't want to say stay relevant, but maybe stay financially okay. You know, maybe they're worried about the finances. But unfortunately, it doesn't really, again, it doesn't do us any service as far as being a sales agent where the week of whenever these events are, we're still emailing everybody and sending them our Zoom link, you know? So it's like to have this platform or this virtual platform it doesn't really do us anything again it's when the cost is relatively low we'll always do it because we want to be registered we want to be saying that we're going to that event and i'm sure there's some buyers that have gone to it and booked a meeting or two from there um, and the filmmakers are going there and so it, it's definitely going to pay off but if it was like you know in the three four five six seven thousand dollar range i probably would have said let's just make meetings <laughs> the week of AFM we'll just make meetings and so that's that's unfortunately and i'm just being as completely honest here that's kind of the way it seems to be going now things could all change next year We're talking about vaccine and stuff like that berlin's already a hybrid so berlin will be virtual for us we're not going to travel to berlin and risk having to quarantine uh you know 10 days 14 days and then do it on the way back can now is the one that's up in the air and everybody feels like that'll be the first real one but we still have to see have to see how everything shakes out can is ready it's normally in may they're ready to push to june and even august i believe um june july august so they could potentially push that but at the time you know is it going to be no quarantine is it going to be no face mask all that stuff and can you know there's like a million people that come to that festival uh, slash market and that could be dangerous let's put it that way so anyway um that's down the road so again afm as far as what i can answer you know give you some information here jason uh i hope that answered questions for filmmakers i think their value this year was one to get a sign up that wasn't as expensive as it would be to do it in person um there was a lot of networking events where you can go in and just network with people um, there were speakers and listening to speakers um, at these virtual events is just like listening to them to in, in real events. You know what I mean? You just can't go up and shake their hand afterwards. So I think that that's, you haven't lost much there with that. And um, the rest of the stuff is relatively the same. You know, we did some ridiculous number last year, I think 214 meetings last year. So obviously wouldn't hit that, hit that number this year. Um, and that wasn't 214 buyers. I'm saying the filmmakers and the buyers. I'd say all together this year, adding David, Michaels, you know, we're maybe 120 or so. So about half, you know, of what we did last year. So things have changed. But the good news is you're not spending, you know, the exhibitors, 
like us has to is a serious investment for uh for AFM, you know, in any of the markets really when they are the physical markets. So who knows how things are going to change in the future? I'll just say this. If you're a filmmaker, you want to be going, even if you just have a script or something like that, you want to be going to these networking events uh, that, that that AFM has and that Berlin will have and Cannes will have, and then go to some of the seminars, you know, the panels and things like that, and you can watch them. And again, that's the one that's really not that much different. And then why not try to take some meetings with some sales agents? And even if you just have a script, get the relationship so that you can bring that up in the future. And that's it. That's all I'll say. Good luck. And Jason, I hope we could get together soon and have one of our Dupar's power breakfasts. <laughs> all right. Hey, Tom. Thanks so much for stopping by Filmmaking Stuff. And I look forward to a time where we can have some uh, breakfast again. Uh, but with that said, um, thanks everybody else for taking a minute to listen to this. Hopefully you got a lot out of that. Uh, I enjoy working with Tom because he's somebody that actually does this stuff uh, that we teach. And with that in mind, I know I mentioned it at the beginning, but the other thing I forgot to mention, when you go to filmmakingstuffhq.com, you actually have the opportunity to join uh, Tom and myself in a bi-weekly mastermind. Uh, we hop on the call with uh, all the members, and that could include you as well, and we go through a process of helping you break your big film projects down into bite-sized or baby steps uh, to get you from point A to point B. So if that's interesting to you, you can find out more at Filmmaking Stuff HQ. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.